Tonight, we remember the story of how it all began. It's the story of Jesus and the story of his birth. Tonight, we sing songs and light candles, just like every birthday celebration should include. But mostly, we retell the story of how Jesus was born, the story of how it all began. Whenever your birthday rolls around every year, do you think about the story of how your life began? You may or may not know the story of your birth, but if you do, then there is something special about hearing it and remembering it that reminds you of where you came from and who you are and how it all started for you. My parents love reminding me of my birth story. I was born on January 9th, 1973, and shortly before that, my mom started having contractions in the small apartment where my parents were living in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Now, there, there are a few things to know about my dad at the time. One, he was a big fan of the Miami Dolphins. Two, the 1972 Miami Dolphins were working on what would be the only perfect undefeated season in NFL history. And finally, on the night my mom first had her contractions, it was during the AFC championship game between the Dolphins and the Steelers. I love to hear the story of how she walked out of the bedroom and into the living room where my dad was watching the game, and she said, sweetheart, I'm having contractions. To which my dad looked up from the game, looked at her, looked back at the television, looked back at her, and said, great, but dolphins. It's too bad I was in my mother's belly at the time because I would have loved to have seen the look on her face. I love to hear the stories about where it all began for me. And that's why we're here tonight, to celebrate how it all began. John's Gospel even states the glory of this moment right up front. In the beginning, he starts his Gospel. And then he and Matthew and Luke all share different perspectives on how the Christian faith began. But it's interesting to remember that the early church was not always interested in remembering the Christmas story of telling the story of how it all began. Christians didn't start observing Christmas until about 400 years after Jesus. Most of early Christianity was centered on Easter, focused on the cross, on the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. But eventually, the church began taking an interest in the nativity story. And part of the reason for the new interest in telling the story of how it all began was so that the church could assert that Jesus was greater than even the greatest emperors of the ancient world. The culture said that Alexander the Great was born from a human mother, impregnated by the Greek god Zeus. Oh, yeah? Well, we have a Virgin Mary and an Immaculate Conception. The culture said that when Augustus Caesar was born, a star shone bright in the sky. Oh, yeah? Well, we will see your bright, shiny star, and we will raise you a whole sky full of singing angels. For the early church, the story of how it all began was a story of how Jesus was greater than any earthly power. This Jesus was the definitive Savior of the world, the Lord of the universe, the King of kings. But the nativity story even goes 
one step further and makes a point that is greater than any origin story of any other human figure in history. It's what makes this story so much more than a story of how it all began. And it's the real reason this story matters for you and me. Notice that in the story of the birth of Jesus, every single person who encounters the baby Jesus becomes transformed for the better. Joseph learned a lesson about trusting God, about having loyalty to his family. The shepherds emerge from being second-class citizens to becoming the heralds of good news to their community. Zechariah and Elizabeth go from an aging, barren couple to bearing the one who would prepare the way for the Messiah. And then there's Mary, who was just an ordinary young woman from an obscure backwater village who simply said yes to God. The story of Jesus' birth is not about the arrival of some great earthly emperor of divine birthright who would rule the world with might and power. It is about the arrival of God, whose triumph would come when ordinary people were transformed into vessels of hope and joy and love and peace. Do you want to know why we're here tonight? It's not just to remember the story of how it all began. It's to think about how this story can be a new beginning for you. The great Christian mystic Meister Eckhart once said, Christ's birth is always happening. And yet, if it doesn't happen in me, how can it help me? Everything depends on that. Friends, after all the decorations are taken down and the gifts are opened, the most important conclusion you can make is not that Christmas is over, but that Christmas is just beginning in you and the transformation that Jesus wants to make in your life. And in today's scripture reading, John would tell us that there are two ways that Jesus wants to begin a new story in you. In verse 14, John tells us that we have seen the glory of Jesus, quote, full of grace and truth. May Christmas begin to transform you in the way of grace and in the way of truth, two qualities that we need so much more of today. Jesus wants to begin a new story of grace in you. Jesus wants to begin a new story of truth in you. Grace is one of the most important words in the vocabulary of faith. And at its heart, the Greek word for grace means gift and generosity. To be filled with grace means that God has called you and enabled you to love without expectation of return, to give without need or condition, to be generous without any expectation that we will look good to others or feel good about ourselves or get what we want in return. The world needs your generosity and God is asking for your self-giving and your self-sacrifice to help build the kingdom and transform the world. As Desmond Tutu once said, God without you will not. You without God cannot. That's the story of grace that God wants to begin writing in your life. And truth is one of the most important words in John's gospel. And it has a specific and important meaning in the Greek. Truth here does not mean the difference between fact and lie. It is the difference between real 
and unreal. To be filled with truth means that Jesus came so that we can base our lives on real priorities, on things that really matter, rather than on temporary purposes that fade over time. The great preacher Fred Craddock once told a story of an imaginary conversation he once had with an old greyhound dog. Craddock said, quote, I visited my uncle one day, and there was the dog that he had just adopted lying in the middle of the floor playing with the kids. The kids were rolling around on the floor and hugging the dog. The dog was licking their faces, and they were having a grand time. He said, I looked at that dog, and I said, Dog, how come you're not racing anymore? Have you gotten too old? The dog answered, Nope, I'm still a pretty young dog. I'm still young enough to race. So Craddock said, Dog, maybe you weren't winning races anymore. Is that why you're not racing? Nope, said the dog. I can still win races. I'm faster than most of the dogs out there on the track. I was winning right up until I stopped racing. Well, Craddock said, Dog, maybe you weren't making enough money for your master. Oh, no, said the dog, I was making a lot of money for my master. Then why did you stop racing? Craddock asked. And the dog responded, because one day I realized that the rabbit I was chasing wasn't real. Now that's the truth in John chapter 1. Tonight we remember what is real. And we choose to commit ourselves to priorities that really matter. We celebrate not just the story of how it all began, but the story of how the new beginning of Jesus wants to be written in you. A story of grace and truth, of God's love made real in you. So may tonight be the opening chapter of the story of transformation in your heart that will enable you to love your enemies to forgive, to reconcile a broken relationship, to give without expectation of return, to move on from the guilt and shame from your past. And may this new story reveal your commitment to live your life just as God intends. Tonight is about more than just remembering the story of how it all began. May it be the beginning of the new story God wants to write in you. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Oh God, tonight we receive from you the light which darkness cannot overcome, the light in whom we find life, the light of the world, Jesus Christ. We offer to you our open hearts to shine that light and our open hands to share that light with the world. By your power and in your grace, may you use us as light for the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, our newborn King. Amen.